0: hey everyone welcome back to the district 3 podcast my name is Irvin. episode 162 Um, we're getting close to christmas christmas is in a few days so if you haven't gotten those uh christmas presents yet make sure you do and don't wait last minute like me because i have gone christmas shopping on the 24th of december and uh, you just keep on like crashing into people when you're uh, driving down the aisle so don't do what i do make sure you you, uh, do your shopping early uh, and avoid the stress the stress that I get every year. Um, today's podcast episode is an exciting one. Uh, I'm actually meeting this person for the first time here. Uh, we've we've been interacting on social media. Uh, he's doing a lot of good work in the community, so I thought it was important to have him here on this episode. His name is Mabarin Pacheco, uh, and he is the co-founder of 479 Swap Meet here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, Mabarin, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. I'm really kind of like pretty excited. And, um, you know, we've interacted through social media, but like I said, this is the first time that we're meeting, and uh, before before I went live on the air, I was telling you that we were talking about something, and I'm like, man, I think we should talk about this on the on the podcast. It's yeah. good stuff. Um, and just to kind of give a little bit of background
1: information, how, how do you get to Arkansas? Are you, were you born here? So I was born, actually, in Canton, Ohio, and my parents okay. moved down here when I was six months old. Um, so I grew up on... East side of Springdale. My mm-hmm. grandpa had a little apartment on Fink Street by... Uh, I lived there. I lived on Fink really? Street. Really? Yeah. Fink Street? Yeah. So I grew up a good little portion in there. And then we moved over to over there by the like hmm And we lived in those duplexes for a good amount of time. Uh, moved uh, down the street to Silent Grove. Okay. And lived there for the rest of my life until about high school we moved. Um, we moved to North Springdale. So pretty much been in Springdale all my life. Why, why did your parents move here was it because opportunities um jobs so when my parents first got here my dad was working at a, a pizza restaurant but my mom was working at a uh, factory mm-hmm. i think it was called Donnaher back in the day okay. it was they would make tools okay it was on uh north side of springdale something mm-hmm. like that but my parents were factory workers my dad ended up working at a factory as well we were poor not too like you know very yeah. fortunate growing up but my parents were hard workers. They got us to where we needed to be, whatever school we wanted to be in. How know? was your childhood? Because like, I also you know was was raised in a.
0: I hate using the word poor because I don't know if, I don't know how like how if that's offensive in any way, but we were poor. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like, but you know when you think about those moments, do you think about because I had even though I was poor, I was very happy
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I I don't know I guess I just appreciated the the little things a little bit more and even now when i'm a, an adult i appreciate you know all these different blessings that i get
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, how was your childhood and you mentioned you know um, living in poverty yourself
1: yeah no it was it was in a sense where i didn't know we were poor yeah like just kind of we didn't see the other side. We didn't uh-huh. see how other folks lived. It was just kind of my neighbors since a lot of my neighbors would be Latinos, yeah. marshallese like mm-hmm. it was everyone lived around the same type of life cuz mm-hmm. they, you know, worked those jobs that they had back in the day, low paying, like probably minimum wage. How long were y'all in Fink? Very little amount of time. Just cuz uh we I would spend most of the time there cuz my parents worked all the time. Yeah. And so my grandpa lived there, and my grandpa and my, uh, his wife would take care of us while mm. my parents were at work. So that's pretty much, like, my parents would come and go and, like, watch us there.
0: Did you ever meet, like, any kids around the neighborhood?
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I don't I don't remember much at all, though. It's been quite a bit of while.
0: There was a—I'm not sure if you ever met, like, uh, Martin and—what's uh, his name? I forgot his name. Um uh, they were like the Rodriguez, the Rodriguez brothers that lived there. I don't. Unfortunately, uh, one, one passed away a few years back. Um, but th- those were the only kids that I interacted with really in the in, in on Fink. Because Fink, I mean, if you live in the apartments, like, it's, oh. it's still – it's kind of poverty, you know. Oh, definitely. It's, it, the rent's really low, but the apartment's quality is very, very bad. And then we lived there for about six or
1: seven years. The quality of life within that lawyer, and I'll drive by it sometimes, has, like, declined so much. And while everything else around it is growing. Yeah. But these neighborhoods are just sleep-like. like – Like the, 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 you know, the people that own those buildings,
0: they don't put any effort into making them better for – for the people that are renting there, and that's very unfortunate. And you know, I can go all day about about uh, mm-hmm. landlords and stuff. And, and oh yeah, it's, no, it's bad. But yeah, um, so y'all moved from Ohio. That's that's interesting. I've never had anybody on this podcast that moves from Ohio. Usually, it's it's California. So there's
1: a lot of Salvadorians in Ohio. Okay, I have I have a, quite a few sisters actually from my father's side, my biological father. So I lived with my uh, stepfather. Mm-hmm. Growing up, he pretty much raised me. But on my biological father's side, a ton of family in Ohio. So you're full Salvadorian then? I'm full Salvadorian. Nice, nice. Both my parents are from Santana.
0: Okay. Um, and so you move here to to Arkansas when you're uh, a kid. And uh, what are some aspirations that you have whenever you're a kid? Like, what do you want to be?
1: I I always definitely knew that when I was growing up that I wanted to be something. That I knew I knew I had like something that the world was calling me. Mm-hmm. Like I, you can call it manifestation, the universe like talking. I'm a big believer that ideas travel around and you just catch an idea. Mm-hmm. And I caught the idea as like when growing up as a kid that like hey, I'm g- going to do something special. I'm going to do something in this world that's worthwhile. I'm going to leave something for my kids to, you know, cherish and love. And that was kind of like growing up but also, like, make it, I really wanted to be a person of the community. Like, yeah. be in the community, inspire others. I feel like that's, like, growing up to now, like, the legacy you to leave to inspire those mm-hmm. kids who were my age who were in those situations. Because there's definitely people who still live in those situations that yeah. we lived as a kid. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, one, w- talking about, like, inspiring is is important. Just because, you know, a lot of the times there isn't a lot of role models uh, in different communities. I know that it, growing up here, yes, there was people that I c- could look up to, but maybe weren't as like approachable, or, or maybe they had the, their own sense of like, if you're you're only successful if you go to college, mm-hmm. if you do this, if you do that. But, you know, I chose a different route. I didn't get my associate's degree until like 11 years after I went to college for mm-hmm. the first time, because I was so focused on doing stuff in the community that I kind of put my education aside. And I was like, I'm just gonna do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is what's important right now. I have to ha- try to help out these people, try to do this, try to do that. But we have to show, you know, young people in our community that are still in those kind of situations, uh, still living in poverty, that um, that there are people that look like them that are doing good things. And mm-hmm. sometimes necessarily, you don't have to go to college to, to be successful, you know? And I think that that's go- going into like the route that you're currently taking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to tell people not to go to college, you know, like you can go to college, but if you choose not to go to college, that's okay too. There's ways to, to live a happy life that way as well.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's definitely something, a uh, conversation I have with my parents a lot about like, Hey, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I, cause they were a big supporter of me when I first went to college. I went to, yeah. I went to the university of Arkansas for engineering first year. And it was very hard to get accustomed just cause like n- realizing. Later on the line, hey, the education system wasn't built for me to succeed mm-hmm. as much as it was for others. Mm-hmm. And so that was very hard in making friends, you know, making like uh, connections at the university. And it was a little more difficult as a first generation, you know, Hispanic, Latino, like trying to go into school. And that's why, I, like, you know, I told you I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back again, tried to give it a shot. Covid happened, and I was like, "Hey, like, I got, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. School shut down. I was like, I'm gonna take a year break. I'm gonna work on something. I started working on Steel's Ark, which was the shoe reselling business, which led into Swap Meet. Mm-hmm. We started Swap Meet uh, this this past this year. This past year, this last one was our one year anniversary, which oh, five shit. events this past year but just kind of like come up with ideas like, hey, I gotta do something else. Something especially to affect the community swap was like, swap is a very big community effort because it Mm -hmm. has to, it brings in so many different parts from the community Little Rock, like uh, up here, even Oklahoma City, Kansas City. Like we have people come from everywhere just to meet in one single place. And it's a a big community effort.
0: So you um, drop out of college, do you have you thought about like what it was actually when you when you think about it now, what exactly it was that maybe you didn't feel that college was for you? Like, was there something specific that you that you thought, you know, maybe I just can't focus or because or, people have different different uh, uh, reasons, you know, to, to not be not go to college anymore.
1: Well, definitely. I feel like there was a lot of college that wasn't taught in high school in a sense, not like educational wise, but like signing up for loans, you know, mm-hmm. actually getting like the actual adult stuff yeah. about being in college, having to buy books, having to buy like all this stuff. I was a single father, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was a single father trying to fund my own college, trying to okay. fund my daughter's babysitting. And like, mm-hmm. it just kind of toppled onto to each other. And I was like, man, I was like, I can't, like, I couldn't keep it up at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, school ended because of covid past that semester i was like hey what can i do within these next year because we were in shutdown Mm -hmm. like within this next year to not only you know fund myself fund my Mm -hmm. ideas but also like grow myself Mm -hmm. and within the last year that was kind of like the big thing was like hey growing out of that little kid yeah little kid out of high school going to college dropped out and to actually building into something, using the resources that I ha- I did gain through school, through college, like, mm. and building something up out of it, which was steals, uh, thrifts, and swap meet. Have you always had uh, entrepreneurship uh, spirit, or is that something that you just kind of <clears throat> got, like, while in college? It was actually COVID. Mm. COVID was just kind of like that wake-up call. It was kind of like where people with people who were in college were losing their jobs, like, you, most of the people who were losing their jobs were degreed folks yeah a lot of the service industry like i worked at a restaurant at that time i had no sense like i was fine i had a job but i needed to find different avenues to succeed to Mm -hmm. be successful and that's kind of like and and that's a struggle i have a lot with my you know very latino parents that they're like hey we brought you here we want you you know to succeed in school like this is this we want you to go in school i'm like hey like my dad actually just started his first company this past uh, last three months. He's doing he's doing a dump truck company. Oh, nice! So very proud to see him do that. Very entrepreneur. He's not very entrepreneurial dude either, but to kind of s- inspired by you, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can kind of say that. But it's kind of like I just had my mom sh- go to one of the swap meets this past uh, this past two weekends, weekend ago, mm-hmm. but she didn't even realize how big it was she was like "Uh, you you handle this many people like people coming in Mm -hmm. people coming out like vendors and stuff like that she was so surprised to see that like we had built that yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 it's kind of cool to like show my like little siblings and stuff like that like even my daughter bringing Mm -hmm. her to the swap meet like she loves going she loves Mm -hmm. like seeing people they love seeing her like we have a lot of the same vendors that'll come Mm -hmm. around and we know each other we'll have kind of like the hunger in action boxing like it was a community event. A lot of people, in the community, were there. Everyone knew each other. Like you know, yeah. And that's what we wanted. To, that's what we wanted to reach with the swap as well. Create create
0: community, but also uh, give a platform for business owners to come. Yeah,
1: definitely. Especially the platform. And it's kind of crazy to see like how you, one of our youngest vendors is. I think the, when he started with us, he was thirteen. Mm. You're talking about putting a thirteen-year-old in like. And like that kind of world, and like yeah. that kind of world, and teaching them those type of skills, and he's he's learning. Mm. And then you see like the kids that come in, that come in to buy sneakers, and they're like, "Oh, I want to do that. I want to mm. sell. I want to make T-shirts or something like that." Yeah, you know, just kind of like leaving that inspiration in kids as well. Like it's kind mm. of cool to see that, like their eyes glow up when they first yeah. they first see the event. That's so cool. How did this event come about? Uh, how did you
0: how did you, and, and the other folks, if you, you want to mention their names too, okay. um, come up with, with this concept
1: of the 479 Swap Meet? So 479 Swap Meet was started by me, Maren Pacheco, Juan Hernandez, and Junior Escobar. So pretty much it came about, we were in a group chat full of sneaker resellers, and we were like, hey, like we really want to do this event. All three of us showed interest, and we were like, hey, let's do it we started planning three months ahead started. We knew that, uh, we have a really good friend in to be a hype, uh, owns the store in Fayville. He was doing an event to, uh, a couple of weeks before ours. So we just kind of went there to learn okay. and just kind of understand how, how to run it. So we pretty much started three months, three months of promoting before and just talking to vendors. We already had like the sneaker vendors, which kind of like getting connected with people like back to Vita back to Vita is one of our first vendors. Um, a lot of guys out of Little Rock, just kind of getting connection and getting emails, you know, uh, making that networking with uh, all the vendors and getting them all in one place, especially like, getting tickets out. We had to create the website, like all to make it comfortable for vendors, customers to come buy or come support these small businesses. Nice. Nice. And it's it's been uh,
0: how, how long have you all been active now? So one year, one year, one year this month. And what, are, what is something that you feel that maybe you've learned throughout this process that you didn't know when you started? Because I know there's probably been a lot of things, but what are some of the biggest takeaways that you have
1: in regards to, you know, doing
0: these kind of events that you didn't know when you started?
1: Well, definitely, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a community thing. Mm-hmm. And it, when it first started, we were just like, hey, we really wanna do this, like create this. But once we started getting into it, it, was just like, we started talking to more folks, meeting more individuals. We're really good friends with the guy who does the meets out in uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He's a really good f- vendor of ours as well, it would come down. He started his right after us, I guess inspired, you know. Um, But young kid as well, I think he's less than 18. Mm.
0: But what was the question? I'm sorry. And I was asking, like, what are some of the, of the things that you feel you have taken away um, in this whole process that you've been doing it for a year? What are some of the things that uh, you know now that you didn't know when you started? Maybe some of the things that you know, were revealed, and you mentioned already one mm-hmm. of them, you know, that you didn't understand, like, the, how big of a, of a thing it was going to be. Um, so that, that's kind of what I was asking.
1: Well, definitely, yeah. We Well, like, how do I say? Organization. It has to be organized, especially for the vendors. Yeah. You these guys these people pay good money to come in. They they pay, you know, they they wanna be set up well, they wanna be where they're set up and just kinda like organization skills, mm-hmm. time management, um, especially like uh finance skills. Yeah, we have to stay to a very strict budget, like to make sure that we're able to do it and do it mm-hmm. and do it and do it again. Um, as well like Having security guards at events, funny things like that. Like we had our our first one, in a fight broke out. Security guards every ever since. Like mm. we try to make sure that everyone's safe and yeah. like, just kind of, uh, just kind of also teaming up with other other businesses. Like this last time we we did our sponsorship, we made our sponsorships a little cheaper on the side, so we can have people like Hunger in Action, you know, back to, like people like Back to Vita if they wanted to. Um, NWA hype did ours for this last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fine lines barbershop out of Springdale, like just kind of opening up those avenues to other businesses as well to promote their um, their craft or whatever they do.
0: Mm. And what are what are some of the like varieties you mentioned? Uh, sneakers. What other kind of business come to this So long?
1: artists. We had a an artist out of Little Rock coming out Jetso. He was doing sneaker like influenced art. Um, we had the rug What girl, was her name you said? Uh, Jatso Designs. Okay. So we also had uh I think let me get the rug girl. I think you What's her, wh- you said rug? Yeah, let me see. Is she la- is she local? Yeah, she's Latino too. Okay.
0: That's cool. Definitely interested to know what that what that's about. Um I feel like there probably would be a huge a uh, variety of folks with different skills that would just want to, you know, would love to be part of an event like that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And that's what we want to open up, because even like Back to Vita posts up their podcasts, like they market there.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about them? Like I was talking to you off the podcast o- about them, um, just because I just recently discovered them on Instagram. Um, can you talk about more w- about what they do? Are they kind of similar to kind of what you are doing here?
1: Um, so they started off, uh, they started off as a vintage resale business and they just marketed it to more. So they, they went to, they started with the vintage clothes. They're doing the podcast now. They're Mm -hmm. doing events kind of as well. Kind of same. Is it kind of like one of the things that I've been seeing evolve is a lot of
0: the folks, you know, the entrepreneurs that are creating businesses, they're kind of not only just creating a business, but they're creating like a movement kind of a way. Um, And I see that with your work. I see that with back to vida's work and I see that with hunger in action as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I'm not sure if you agree
1: with what I'm saying. Oh, no, definitely, I agree. Uh, Definitely, I'm very big on, like, inspiring Latinos, Mm. youth. Yeah. Youth, uh, helping each other out, Mm -hmm. uh, creating something together so we can all come on top. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, a big thing that I definitely agree with what you were saying.
0: And you wanted to give us details about the rug girl?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to look look up her stuff. You said said rug girl. Yeah. So does,
0: does she, like draw on rugs
1: Is no that what so she, does? she uh let me pull her up on my instagram no so she does uh custom rugs okay she does crazy work but yeah no we have a ton of artists that'll come through
0: yeah so she's uh local and uh and people can like hire her to
1: yeah no definitely she does uh let me see if i can pull her up right here okay Okay, so her name the so the rug girl I was talking about. Her name is E. E. Seletic Creations. Okay. And her name is Alejandra, and she does custom work. She's one of our vendors. Does amazing stuff. Okie dokie. But it, that's kind of like a di- uh, like a different eclectic aspect. Eclectic Creations. Yeah, Eclectic Creations.
0: Creations. Alejandra on Instagram, if you want to check her out. Uh, I don't think I follow her, so I'll have to. I'll have to follow. Her. What, what other type of folks are show up to the swap meet? What other? Yeah. What
1: um. Other so we also have like uh, clothing brands as well. Mm-hmm. So besides the sneakers and vintage, we have a ton of clothing brands, which is almost like, yeah, a very big percentage of our you know vintage clothing ratio to sneakers, which we have like we have. Uh, Back to Vita is also a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. We had OYS this time, this last time around. I think they were they're from. And y'all do this at the at the uh, convention center, right? Is there
0: a specific convention center, or do y'all change it up every? So
1: we've been at the Holiday Inn in Springdale at mm-hmm. the convention Northwest Arkansas Convention Center there, but we're actually moving out to um, the Fable Town Center this next okay. year coming up. Our event should be March twelfth. Okay. And so we'll be set up not right down the street from here.
0: And where do people reach out if they want to become a vendor
1: for, for the event? So just uh, reach out to us on Instagram at mm-hmm. 479 Swap Meet. We accept artists, uh, sneakers, vintage, anything unique that you can bring to the public. We want you to vent for us. That's so cool.
0: I'm going to try to check it out in March. That's a good heads up. I'll yeah. make sure to save the date so I can go on there. Um, but I also wanted to talk to you about um, some of the stuff that you're doing uh, right now besides the swap meet. It seems to be like you, uh, I'm not sure if you're working with the folks at Back to Vida or if you're just wanting to promote them because they're good people, but they have an event coming up, right?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. No, I'm, I'm really good friends with uh, Memo and uh, Carlos from Back to Vita, and they're doing an event this weekend, December 17th, and they're doing a toy drive. So mm-hmm. make sure to check them out. And
0: you, um, we need to, like I told you off the podcast. We need to, you need to get me in contact with them. So we yeah, can no, get...
1: definitely no. I'll, I'll get you hooked up with them. But yeah, they're doing a tour drive pop up market, and it's gonna be at five three two zero South Shackerford mm-hmm. Road, Little Rock, okay. Arkansas.
0: And they do. You said they do reselling of clothes, and they have. Do they have their own physical location? Over so there?
1: yes, they do have a physical location, kind of same like flea market esque. But uh, so this. The Toy Drive pop-up market is mm-hmm. kind of like the same as, like, aspect of like 479 vendors. Okay. So it's a lot more of localized Memphis, uh, Little Rock, Conway vendors. They do a really good event down there. So nice. go ahead and check them out. They do really good events. And you were telling me besides,
0: you know, like the business that you have, uh, the one that you mentioned already, that you're also a clothes designer. And you were telling me that one of the shirts that you're wearing right now is actually a design uh, that it's, it's not on sale right now, but maybe in the future. Can you talk about that, so, that journey?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So we started Notion, this and it's Notion with a period. Yeah. And it's uh, notion.us on Instagram. Okay. So we started Notion this summer and it was kind of an idea that we wanted to spend at least one month on a t-shirt and just kind of release it, which we did our Faces T, which is on our Instagram, you can look it up. Uh, that one sold out. This is a, how do I say, a sample piece and I actually took, this is my daughter. Let me take a picture of it, oh, that's cool. That's my daughter writing the lettering, but the quote is actually from Pl- Pink Floyd, a band okay. that I am very ex- inspired by. And the quote is, mother, should I trust the government? Mm. And that is a very can't get too political, but it is you a bit okay. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no restrictions. You okay, okay. You want. So like in a sense, like m- asking, "Hey, mother, can I trust the government?" Yeah, Which and is that a is a question. question we should we should ask ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Should I be able to trust the government? Yeah. And I guess like that's what I wanted to put out on a on a shirt was like, and I went and brought my daughter on there, you know, have her writing the leather letters, that's but just cool. kind of. Put that message out there like hey make sure we're questioning everything make sure mm-hmm. we're you know we're staying you know as a woke yeah, yeah, yeah in quotations but uh make sure like that's what i wanted out of this design our first design was a, a bit more mm-hmm. a bit more art artistic in a sense this was hand drawn this one as well as hand drawn who by. draws the who draws them so my best friend and also business partner that co-founded steel with me also co-founded Notion, so she's okay. a graphic designer. She does all the designs. What's her name? Her name is uh, Lou Almadi.
0: Okay, that's cool. Um,
1: does she, she, is does she do Afro- it as a business, too? Yeah, she does it as a business. She also has uh, an Instagram. I'll pull it up on here. But this is our, our Notion. This is actually Lou. So on Instagram, it's uh, Notion.us. Yes, and that is our first
0: tea that we released. Nice, nice. Um, Y'all should go. For the folks that are listening, make sure you go check out the Instagram so you can see the visuals. Um, and uh, are I'm not sure if you mentioned this already. Um, are the shirts right now or any of
1: them for sale? No. So we'll actually be dropping five garments this summer. Um, So we're looking for, like, a July release date. It takes uh, quite a bit of time to actually, like, get them printed and quite a bit of fundage. So trying to, like, bring something out, bring something very of, how do I say, quality Mm -hmm. to the, how do I say, customer. And we really want to blow it up into something local, be, you know, the local houndstooth or, like, but the Latino version.
0: Quality over quantity.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And, like, uh, I was saying that, like, my partner as well in this, so she's an Afro-Latina. That's cool and we both co-founded this so a very like you know mixed race business
0: and that's cool that you point that out just because uh afro-latinos in general you know seem to be lost in the mix in regards to you know being asked for example to panels to come speak about latino issues or all these different things sometimes they seem to be you know ignored so um, it's, it's important to, to point out that, you know, that they are here and that mm-hmm. they're doing good work and that they're, they're people that deserve uh, proper representation in all platforms as well, which I'm pretty sure I, you know that I'm pretty in sure oh, the yeah. choir, but for the folks listening, you know that, um, and I, I bring that up just because, you know, I've been invited to a lot of panels sometimes to speak and, and there's no Afro Latino representation. There are Afro Latinos here in the area. You Definitely, know? there is. Um, so I think that's something just important to point out. But um, what are some goals that you have? You know, besides you know what you're doing,
1: you're doing so much right now. But what do you see yourself in the future in the work that you're doing? So one of the, one of the projects that I'm currently working on is the Latino Business Coalition. Okay. So pretty much it's a it's a form kind of like a conference. We'll do it like kind of like conference room setup at a hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to get Latino, Latino, multicultural, like uh, business owners together so we Mm -hmm. can help each other network, help each other, you know, grow, like see if we can get anything to work on, collaborate and just kind of get those type of people in the room. And we're, we're not even talking about just young folks. We're talking about older folks like that could help i could help have you ever connected with the folks from conexión latino i have not okay so you need to meet them
0: so this there's a group ran by a colleague of mine her name's irma chavez and she they do meetings uh like every week um where they have all these different types of business owners latino business owners that come oh, together really? and they update themselves on like what's going on in their business how they can support each other and uh just recently we had her on the podcast about about a few months ago um she just uh, created a non-profit so now mm-hmm. it's like her full-time job where and she has a location you should you should go check out the location it's on sunset uh, and uh what was it called connect it's called Conexión latinos
1: Conexión latino okay yeah.
0: and you look up irma chavez she's on all irma social Sh- medias um what you just said right now was like what would be great for you all to work with them because they've kind of already started doing something similar but yeah. uh, uh for the most part they're they're um their population of their group is is mainly you know folks over 40 years old yeah they have a few young folks that come in here and there but mostly of them are older folks you know like uh people that own beauty salons insurance agents mm-hmm. real estate um and some people that have their own business so i think it'd be great for you to connect with them i'll get them I'll get i them think in yeah no I,
1: I would love that yeah no that was kind of like the how to say like what urged me to like what kind of like how to say, wanted me to do this, was like- Inspired you, motivated you. M- m- motivated me to do this because I feel like we don't have that kind of education, mm-hmm. especially being Latino. We don't have, you know, the entrepreneur, like very mm-hmm. successful entrepreneur parents. Our parents aren't accountants. Our parents yeah. aren't, our parents don't know how to start an LLC. Our parents don't know how to fill out a EIN. Like. <coughs> and the Chamber of Commerce's
0: of our city, I mean, most of the time don't do a great job at reaching out to folks or, you know, doing things to make people feel welcome in these chambers. So- you know, groups like what you're what you're doing, and then groups like what Irma's doing are so vital to create this kind of partnership
1: between all these Latino businesses. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's so much that we can learn from the generations even before us. Mm-hmm. Like just like showing respect to you know the OGs.
0: Yeah, and I know that them like Irma's group, they're very open. You know, they're not they're not folks that you know because they're older they're gonna mm. be like oh we going not listen to these young people. Like no, they're very open to working with everybody that that's has cool. a a business is Latino. So. We definitely got to make that that connection happen. ASAP. Heck yeah. Um, I'll hook you
1: up with back to Vita, yeah, you hook me up with Irma. <laughs> you, you scratch my back, I scratch, <laughs> I scratch
0: your back. Um, but, yeah, I'm just really excited to see how this grows, you know, how how you're able to evolve this swap meet and and what it becomes. Because I know, you know, with time, you're just going to add more to it. You know, uh, I think you, you said something about there being DJs too.
1: Yeah, no. So this last one, we actually had entertainment. We had um, DJ Soul. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah yeah uh from Dixon i think pretty sure
0: d j soul free i think
1: i think yeah, yeah.
0: i think that's her instagram name i'm think i've seen i've seen her on there
1: oh no no it's uh i think it is who we had d j swell d j swell yeah swell okay Uh, we had dj swell for for this last event uh Mm -hmm. we're wanting to get more local people up there so they can have a platform to kind of like just entertain Mm -hmm. and that's mostly just making it how do I say better for more how to get more people in the door for these for our business for our business owners or vendors whatever you want to call them but make it as entertaining as possible and just keep innovating just keep innovating and get more people in the door we want to be as big as the gun show you know Mm -hmm. like As big as the gun show has been within, yeah, bigger than the gun show. We wanna, we wanna put good things into the community. You know, like kind of like Hunger Hunger and Actions. You know, gloves up, guns down. Like, why, why are we supporting these other things when we could have events that affect so many people?
0: Yeah, and we have to do everything
1: in our power to, you know, highlight
0: each other's good work because we can't expect institutions from the city or the government to do that because they're not gonna do that. They'll do it when Mm -hmm. millionaires donate money to. To whatever you know like when they want to highlight people with money but for us for people of color for people that are on the east side of Springdale like it's gonna take us to highlight each other yeah know, each other's good work
1: no definitely I was just I just got off the phone before this with uh, DSP diamond state press out of Springdale mm-hmm. they're doing a concert tonight uh, for Wi-Fi's funeral mm-hmm. and we were just talking about that like hey we need to help each other promote like mm-hmm. we were just talking about doing some promotions on swap meet Uh, uh, for helping them out like you know back to Vito, always try to help them out but just kind of like highlighting other other creators that are creating because definitely no one else is gonna promote Mm -hmm. us it isn't you know the Chamber of Commerce like you were saying city of Springdale live Springdale like they're not gonna highlight our yeah our events our community events our you know or protests yeah well,
0: Mavarin, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you being here and just, you know, educating the community about what y'all are doing. And, and hopefully you start seeing more folks, you know, show up to these events. And uh, I'm just excited about what you're going to do, man. Hopefully I can, like I said, I'm going to try to make this March event that you have coming up. Uh, but I think, you know, going forward, we'll find ways to work together on different things. You know, let's let's use this, uh, this relationship and, and, you know, just help. Uh, give platforms to other people in the community
1: no i thank you for having me on very how to say humbling experience and very like i'm glad to be able to come on here and talk about ideas that i have well i appreciate you and if you want to go ahead and plug your social media where can people find you online all right you guys can find me at youth of Estelle on twitter and instagram and snapchat
0: okay and what about the other businesses? So
1: the other businesses are 479 Swap Meet on Instagram, Steals Thrifts with Zs at the end of it on Instagram as well, StealsThrifts.com.
0: Okie dokie. Well, that's the end of episode 162 of the District 3 podcast. This is Bean Camacho signing off. <laughs>